are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Monday show for you. We've got a lot to cover here. We're going to talk about, spend a good time talking about Clayton and his post from this past Friday. We'll talk about the Golden Bachelor a little bit. More about Taylor Swift. No, she didn't appear at the game this past weekend. But there is stuff going on with her in football and in the reality TV world. We're also going to talk Dancing with the Stars, and we're going to talk about the challenge, Big Brother last night, a lot to get to. And we'll get to all that momentarily. I want to start off with this. I posted it last night on my Instagram story, and I'm not going to sit here and claim I really have much of an understanding of what's going on between um, in Israel and the Gaza Strip. What I do know is that anytime innocent lives uh, are being lost and we're talking about the most Jews dying in one day since the Holocaust, please don't take a political stance on something like this. Nobody should be for this. Even if you are on the other side and you believe that Gaza is doing the right thing and they're only defending themselves, I'm sorry, innocent people are dying. And this is a mess the terror and all this absolutely sucks, and you know, you nobody should be happy that any of this is happening. And all we can do is hope that it ends soon. But you know, prayers go out uh, to the Jewish community because this cannot be easy for them. And you know, in times like this, then they end up getting targeted here in the states. You know, and we don't need that. So. Hopefully this comes to some sort of resolution, but seeing the clips and seeing everything this past weekend was just just ugly and disheartening and uh, made me sick to my stomach. So please don't take a political stance on something like this. Nobody should be for innocent lives being lost and civilians being raped and kidnapped. Come on now. Can't really make any much of a, uh, a smooth transition to the next topic, but we're going to have to. So we move on. And what I want to talk about for the next few minutes uh, is in regards to Clayton. This past Friday, he went to his Instagram story and shared that he received his paternity test back from the lab. And the paternity test told him there was little to no fetal DNA present. So Clayton, who has claimed since the very beginning, number one, I've never had sexual intercourse with this woman. And number two, the truth will set you free. He gets his paternity test results back and he says there is little to no fetal DNA present. Which means that the other person involved in this, the woman, has little to no fetal DNA present inside of her. Hence, that would mean someone is not pregnant. Now, she, shocker, I know, immediately called Clayton a liar, immediately came out and emailed me. She emailed Dave Neal. She's doing what she's always done, and that's to say, hey, I, I called the lab, and they said it was inconclusive, meaning I have to give them another sample. Great. Do it. Do it 10 times, because I find it really hard to believe, and this is my opinion, that you gave them a sample, they ran a paternity test on you, and they found little to no fetal DNA present. 
And when you say you are going to give them another sample this Wednesday, which is what she told me in an email, she told Dave in an email, she posted on every single website out there known to mankind, that she's giving them another sample because the test was inconclusive. That's fine. I just find it hard to believe that a first test is going to come back with little to no fetal DNA present, and a second test is going to be like, oh, shit, oh, our bad, you're pregnant with twins. Does she honestly think that a first sample is going to show little to no fetal DNA present, and here she is four months pregnant with twins, which is what she has claimed from the very beginning, and has stated in numerous emails to me, these are Clayton's children. Does she think a second sample is just magically going to have all this DNA present and be like, oh, oh, wow, that first sample, wow, that was really tainted. Our bad. My opinion is I don't believe this woman. My opinion is I have never believed this woman from the very get-go. My opinion is she is not pregnant. My opinion is she was never pregnant. My opinions. That's what I think. She can send out all the emails she wants, which she has done to me for numerous weeks now. I've told her I want nothing to do with her. And my opinion is this has all been shady from the very beginning. I have spoken to Clayton myself. We spent 90 minutes on the phone together. He explained everything to me. My opinion from the very beginning has been, this is a scam. These are not Clayton's children. Clayton never got this woman pregnant, and this woman was never pregnant to begin with. That is my opinion. So I'm sure I'm going to get another email today because she listens to every single thing that I do, even though it's really curious as to I don't even know if she really understands anything about me. In the last email she sent me, this was her last paragraph. I want you to listen to this. She said, my family used to watch Survivor together when I was a kid, and I specifically remember my dad reading your predictions. I really used to look forward to them, and it struck me that in some cases, like yours, it's better to not meet people you look up to. That's what the woman in question the one who is saying she is pregnant with twins by Clayton. That was the last paragraph in the email she wrote me on Saturday or on Friday. Uh, it was late Friday night, early Saturday morning after Clayton had um, posted his story. A couple questions here. Well, one statement and then one question. The question being this sentence of, I really used to look forward to them and it struck me that in some cases like yours, it's better to not meet the people you look up to. Is she saying she looked up to me at some point and now she doesn't want to meet me because I am just sharing what Clayton posted on Friday? Good. I don't want to meet you either. I'd want to stay 500 yards away from you. Actually, make that 5,000 yards. Make that 5,000 miles away from you. I would never want to come in contact with this woman ever in my life. That's my opinion, that I never want to meet her. And I have no reason to ever meet her, so I'm not worried. The statement I want to make is my family used to watch Survivor together when I was a kid, and I specifically remember my dad reading your predictions. Well, once again, you are wrong about something because I've never given Survivor predictions. 
So I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. My opinion is you are batshit crazy. Period. End of story. I'm glad that Clayton got his paternity test back. I'm very well aware of everything that has been documented in the past. And after going over everything, my opinion is Clayton is not the father of any twins that this woman is claiming. And nor do I believe my opinion is that she was never pregnant to begin with. It's my stance and I'm sticking to it. Can't sue for an opinion. This podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Eat clean the delicious way this month. Flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef bowls. Now, I have tried every single one of them because that is what Green Chef has sent me. I'm leaning towards the buttery lemon garlic shrimp. I've had that multiple times. The biggest thing for me is how quick it takes because I don't want to spend any time in the kitchen than more any time in the kitchen than I have to. You know, I'm not a cook. I never will be a cook. But when you make it easy for me, then I will be a cook, and that's exactly what Green Chef does because you can make pretty much all these meals in under 30 minutes. Go to greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve. Use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve, and use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. If you don't remember the URL, doesn't matter. Go to the episode description wherever you listen to podcasts. Click on Green Chef. It'll bring you right to the landing page. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Nothing new to report on Joey's season. They are still in Spain, although there was a Bachelor Nation connection over the weekend. If you saw my tweet, this past Saturday, Jordan Rogers got to be the color commentator on ABC's Saturday Night Game, which normally goes to Jesse Palmer, who works with Joe Tessitore. Well, because Jesse is overseas in Spain right now filming The Bachelor, he couldn't be there, so Jordan got the bump from usually his SEC Saturday night game that's on the SEC network. He got bumped up to network TV, did a great job on the Louisville Notre Dame game, and I made a comment like, hey, talk about synergy, Bachelor Nation synergy here. One Bachelor Nation guy leaves, and another guy takes his spot, at least for the time being. Now, Jesse's going to be missing the next two Saturdays, if I'm not mistaken, because they'll still be filming overseas. So does Jordan stay there next Saturday night and the following Saturday night? Probably. I'd have to look at the schedule, but maybe there's a possibility in two Saturdays from now that's when Jesse would be back. I would have to look. I don't think so, though, because... They're in Spain. I think Rose Ceremony number five is probably, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't have it written down, but I, I probably should. So then they have to go somewhere for episode six, episode seven. It's possible. Uh, it's possible he's there for the next Saturday's game, but definitely this upcoming Saturday, five days from now, no, Jesse Palmer is still going to be overseas with the franchise. So Keep that in mind, but that's the only real thing to update you on Joey's season. I'm 
there's no pictures that have gotten out, no videos have gotten out. We don't know who is left uh, on Joey's season just yet. The Golden Bachelor ratings came in from Thursday night, and it only dipped barely a little. It was, I believe, 4.125 million after 4.3 in the premiere. So that's a great, great non-drop for them because that's pretty much saying, hey, your audience is going to stick around for this thing and they want to watch it. And Bachelor in Paradise pretty much did the same thing, 2 million again. So again, this show loses half their audience. Bachelor in Paradise lost half of the Golden Bachelor audience, even though it comes on right after it and just leads right into it. So I said it last week and I'll probably say it again till next summer. I really don't think they're going to do the three-hour block with a Golden Bachelor or a Golden Bachelorette, whichever one they choose to do next year. If they do it, I'm assuming they will, since this ratings one has been a success. I don't think they're going to put Bachelor in Paradise on right after it because they're diluting their audience by doing it. Because Bachelor in Paradise has never done these low of numbers before. It's also done good numbers and better numbers in the past because it aired on Monday nights and it aired by itself. It didn't have any other programming around it, and it was on a normal Monday night where most of Bachelor Nation watches their shows. Moving both of them to Thursday night, I think the Golden Bachelor was going to work regardless of what night it was on, as long as they aired it at 8, 7 Central and kept it to an hour. I think that's what's keeping people interested and the wholesome uh, the purity of it, I think that also adds to it. But, yeah, I don't think Bachelor in Paradise is going to air behind something else next season. I'd be really surprised. Believe it or not, got some Taylor Swift stuff to talk about. Now, no, she was not at the Kansas City Chief-Minnesota Viking game yesterday in Minnesota. She also wasn't at Travis Kelsey's birthday earlier last week. I think he had a birthday party on Wednesday in Kansas City, and she was not in attendance. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But with her not at the game yesterday, just wasn't a lot of talk surrounding her. However, she's obviously been the talk of the NFL season, and there's a couple things that I want to bring up. Number one, apparently it came out last week, at the end of last week, that the NFL is reportedly pushing the networks to air promos for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, that comes out this weekend in movie theaters, where they're basically showing her concert in movie theaters. And yes, I have tickets to Friday night, so I will be seeing it this Friday night for a second time. And they want to, they they basically are pushing networks to air it for free during their Sunday and Monday pregame shows. And the speculation is that their goal is to have Taylor Swift accept an offer to headline the Super Bowl in the future. She obviously isn't headlining this year. Usher is. And having Taylor in the future is something there's always been rumors. I mean, every year we get a rumor that Taylor Swift might be doing it. We already know how many great halftime shows there have been and how many great performances there have been, some nostalgic, you know, the Prince one in the rain in Miami, that was great. U2 was great. Michael Jackson was great. Bruno Mars was great. However, if Taylor Swift eventually, and I think she will at some point, headlines halftime at the Super Bowl, it will be the biggest halftime show ever. It has to be. She's the number one recording artist in the world. 
Travis Kelsey's gained like a million followers since he started dating her. You don't think her doing the halftime show, and yes, even if it is 13 minutes, which usually you get, which is coincidental because that's her favorite number, it's going to be so big. And it would have to be in a obviously a future season because it's not going to be at the next one. But look at what the networks are doing. Hey, 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 run run her ads for her movie out coming out this weekend. Run it for free. Run it for free. Run it for free. We want, we want to get on our good side. Very rarely do network executives run fucking ads for free. They're all about making money. They probably know, hey, we can run it for free if we can get her to do the Super Bowl at some point, which I think she will. It is pretty amazing that she kind of she hasn't done it yet. You know. Now, is Taylor in a 13 minute? I mean, we all love Taylor because of the spectacle that she puts on when she puts on a concert, a three hour and 15 minute concert where she doesn't take any breaks. Is it as special when she gets 13 minutes at halftime of a football game? No, but I don't even think the time really matters. Because Swifties are interested in anything she does. If Taylor Swift walks into a 7-Eleven tomorrow, the Swifties are interested. (laughs) So you put her singing for 13 minutes at the halftime of a Super Bowl, they're watching. They give two shits about the game. It's going to be the highest rated Super Bowl halftime ever once she does it. And I think she will at some point. The other thing that came up last week is that Dancing with the Stars has decided to have a Taylor Swift week, which really made me scratch my head because I can't believe they haven't had a Taylor Swift week. This is the first time they've ever had a Taylor Swift week, really. It's coming up later on this season. I don't know when, but it's been confirmed. I'm almost positive we've heard Taylor Swift songs on that show in the past, like one-offs. So clearly her music has been cleared by them. Why it took them this long to give her her own week, that's beyond me. But looks like we got it. And what did I tell you before Dance with the Stars started this season? I said, wow, you put Harry Jousey with 18-year-old Riley in her first season? This guy and her? I guarantee you at some point this season, we're going to start hearing rumors of them dating or them liking each other or something. Well, come to find out this past week, Harry and Riley went to a concert. Now, they went to a concert in a group. The headline was Harry and Riley seen holding hands at concert. But when I saw the video clip of it, they were walking through a crowd. Now, they could have walked side by side through a crowd. But they did hold hands through the crowd. And I'm just here to say I'm not the least bit surprised because I told you this would happen before the season started. Just keep that in mind. And finally, the challenge last night. I was able to avoid who was put on the block. I did not know. I did come across one thing. Like every week, this seems to be like, Will Steve come across finding out who got who won HOH or who won who got put up for noms or who got power veto? Every week it's a it's it's hit or miss. I never know. 
I did see something. I came across a video on TikTok, but the headline, thank you very much, whoever it was, said, spoiler, power of veto winner mentioned in this clip. So I flipped right through it. So let's get back to last night. If you haven't seen it, fast forward, mute, whatever you need to do. So last night, the show spent 55 minutes telling us either Corey and America were going up or Blue and Cameron were going up. And that was the focus. Jag and Matt were saying, maybe you take Corey and America now. And clearly Corey and America were saying, you got to go after Cameron Blue. So what does Bowie Jane do? She puts up Suri and Fulicha. And it was strictly because they blindsided her on the red deal. And it's something that Sari brought up very early on in the episode. There was one confessional of Sari saying, wow, Bowie Jane won. Uh, I don't know if she still trusts me from that whole red thing. But then it was never really brought up. I think America went to Bowie Jane and said, look, there's twosomes in this house. There's Felicia and Sari. There's, and obviously America wanted Cameron and Blue put up. And we hear Bowie Jane say right after that, of course she wants them put up because that benefits her game. So we knew that she wasn't going to put up Cameron and Blue. The question was, would she put up Corey and America over Felicia and Sari? And she didn't. And she put up Felicia and Sari, which I got to say, at least for me, that was a blind side. I didn't see that coming. Clearly, if I would have went online, I would have known that days ago. But I did not see that coming because as much as I think Sari is a threat and you want to get her out, right now in the game, I think Corey's a bigger threat. And if you break up the Corey-America alliance, America's basically going to be a pile of tears and you won't have to worry about her. I don't know if she can survive in that house without Corey the way that whole relationship has gone. I didn't think Cameron, and Cameron is a really good player, obviously. He has the chance to win um, if he's been selected. I don't know who won Power of Vito or he even participated. But if Cam got selected, clearly he can win because he has shown he can win comps. Do I expect Felicia to win a comp? No. Do I expect Sari to win a comp? No. So my guess is whoever won Power of Vito is one of the people that was selected when they drew it out of the little bag. But don't tell me. I'll find out tomorrow since the show has moved to Tuesday nights. And, yeah, I think that's really, really interesting that Bowie Jane did that. But I'm glad it's something different. And I'm glad that, you know, once again, the the Big Brother editors pulled the old editing trick on us. And the old, we'll make you think one way. And, I, I mean, outside of Suri making that comment very early on in the show, in regards to Bowie Jane being upset with her for not filling her in on the red eviction, I didn't think that there was any way Suri and Felicia were going up. But that's because editors didn't want us to see that. I'm sure we'll probably see what led into that decision on Tuesday's episode, tomorrow's episode. So really good. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty here, so I'm really interested in how the rest of the season plays out. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily is going to be up in an hour from now. Talk about the games this past weekend in college and pro football. Had a great pro football weekend. My college weekend could have been better. 
so many close games. I lost three games by less than three points. It was it was a tough one, and I still only went four and five. That could have been a I could have had a seven and two day, and just things didn't bounce my way on Saturday. But bounced back yesterday with a four one and one day, so I'm happy about that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See. You.